Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, and this is the first week of Lent, which I'm going to be talking about in today's episode. Now, I know last week's episode, I touched a little bit on some, a little bit of religious kind of topic, and I'm, I'm continuing that theme right now. Uh, you know, as part of being a physician dad, I always talk about our beliefs and talking about how it's important not only for us as dads, but how we re- represent that to our kids. Now, don't think that every episode is going to be this way. And again, I recognize that some of you listening are Christian, and that's completely fine. And maybe some of you don't even know what Lent is. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, what it is, why I think it's important as a physician dad, and maybe how sometimes we get it a little bit wrong as Christians. But first, if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the show, leave a review, share this with a friend if you think they'll enjoy it. So what is Lent? Lent is basically the 40 days before Easter. So it starts right after Fat Tuesday. So if you're not familiar with Fat Tuesday, you've probably heard of that at least. That's the day that everybody gets, I don't know, eats a ton of food, gets drunk, does a bunch of debaucherous things because the whole concept is is now you're going to give it up for Lent for 40 days, right? That's kind of the concept of it. It's like, hey, I'm going to go all out. It's, you know, if you're getting ready to start a diet or something and you said, well, tomorrow my diet's starting so I'm going to go eat 80 chicken legs or something like that. That's that's basically Fat Tuesday going into Lent. And some people may ask, okay, well, what's the 40-day thing about? Well, 40 days, it's basically used as the representation of when Jesus spent 40 days fasting. He kind of took himself out into the wilderness and fasted for, for 40 days. And that was um, during that time he was tempted by Satan in different ways. I'm not going to get into the whole story, um, basically from very minor things to very major things on temptations. And he denied Satan on every, basically, time he tried to tempt him. And that was the 40-day fast. Now, nobody expects anybody here to be fasting for 40 days. And so don't go out and try to do that because I don't think your body will handle it very well. But fasting has always been a big part of religion, right? People, um, before Lent, before Easter, people have fasted as part of recognition of a religious type of situation. It's either repentance of your sins or, or kind of just be trying to become more um, at one with whoever your God is or the person that you pray to. And so fasting is not a new thing. Now, Lent is not created to make you fast. You know, that's not something that every Christian does, right? A lot of times what you hear about is, hey, what are you giving up for Lent? And you've probably heard that from somebody. It's, what are you giving up for Lent this year? And the whole concept of Lent is you're preparing for Easter, which is when Christ dies and then he was risen and then your sins are forgiven, right? And so the whole concept of Lent is preparing for that. You're getting your body ready for it. And the whole purpose of it is to, number one, recognize you sin, recognize you're not perfect, right? We talk about that every week here. Um, 
but then trying to be a little bit better about it. So you say, okay, you know what? I'm not really great at this one thing. I screw up a lot of times because of X, Y, or Z. So for the next 40 days, I'm not going to do that one thing. So what is that one thing? Maybe it's something simple, like I always eat dessert every night. Well, now I'm going to take it away. I'm not going to have dessert for 40 days, which actually might be tough for some people. Maybe it's quitting alcohol. Maybe it is stopping other things that maybe are seen as like an addictive personality. Maybe it's just, you know what? I'm not going to eat three breakfasts a day. Maybe it's, I'm not going to get so angry all the time at people. You know, it's always these concepts of, I'm going to take this one thing that I feel like I've screwed up on and not do it anymore. So it's this sense of removal. It's the removal of sin. It's the removal of a bad habit. It's the removal of something that you know you're not supposed to do. And obviously that's good, right? It's it's good to recognize when you're doing something you shouldn't be doing and you work hard to stop doing it. Now, going back to the whole you know, diet topic, if you've ever tried to start a diet, you know how hard it is to stick with it. You know, most people just like New Year's resolutions and those things after the first couple of weeks, it's really hard. And a lot of times you fall back onto your old habits. And let's be honest, my wife and I, we've been, I've talked about this before, we're on this 10 week exercise program. And we have certain things we're supposed to do every week in terms of the exercise. You're expected to go Monday through Saturday, so six days a week. Um, there's a lot of, um, following your diet, recording your diet and those kind of things. And the whole concept is to help you make changes. And I was doing pretty good with this actually for a while for basically five to six weeks, but then I got COVID, which I know I complained about, but it threw everything off, right? My diet got messed up. My exercise routine got messed up and I started to notice I was going backwards, right? Cause I got out of the routine of doing those things. And it took me some time to get forcefully back into what I was doing. But that happens so much. You know, so many times we talk about, hey, I need to remove something from what I'm normally doing to make myself better. And you can do that for a while, but usually you hit that week three, week four, and it starts to get really hard. And that's where a lot of people fall back onto the normal routines. And I bet you if you went up to somebody and said, hey, how'd you do with that thing that you said you were getting rid of for Lent, if you, you know, approach people on Easter, there's a good chance, a good percentage of them are going to say, well, I got a few weeks in, but then I kind of stopped doing it. And that's pretty common. That's not an uncommon situation to see. And no judgment on anybody like that. That's hard to do. You're changing a routine. You're changing a habit. You're changing something. And that's not easy, especially if you don't have somebody keeping you accountable, especially if you didn't share that with somebody and you're doing it actively with somebody else. But why do I say I think we're getting it wrong sometimes? Well, it's easy to say, hey, I need to remove something from my life. But maybe it's not the act of removal. Maybe it's the act of adding something that we need to be doing. Maybe there's something you're not doing that you know you should be, and you need to add it into your life. Maybe it's doing something more with your spouse. Maybe it's just simply saying thank you more to them, or saying I love you, or you know, giving them a hug more often. Maybe it's telling your kids you love them every day. Maybe it's being present with your kids at mealtimes. Maybe it's going to your kids' baseball practice once a week. Maybe it's something at work that you haven't been doing that you know you should be doing. There's a lot of things that we know we should do, but we don't do them because it's too hard or it's hard to change those types of things too. Um, But what if you did that? for this Lent season instead. Forget 
removing something. Forget looking at the sin of doing something bad. And maybe you look at, if you want to call it, the sin of not doing something good. And I think if you look at things that way, it's a lot easier to maybe make those changes. Now, maybe it doesn't sound like that, but think about the mindset that goes along with this. Uh, so let's start with the normal situation. I'm going to remove something bad. So let's say, we'll just go with the dessert thing. I'm going to take away dessert every day during Lent. Let's say that. So you have that thought about it. Well, why are you doing that? You're doing that for a personal reason. You're saying, well, I eat too much dessert. It's probably not healthy for me. And I'm going to stop doing that because yeah, it's not healthy. And so that decision affects you, one person. doesn't affect anybody else. So the only person really holding you accountable for that change is you, right? If you stick with it for a week or two and you feel like you're doing a good job, well, great, pat yourself on the back. You can tell other people, yeah, I gave up dessert for Lent and I'm, I'm doing good so far. And people are be like, oh, good job. But that's kind of where a lot of times it falls, right? And then you maybe have that day where you're like, oh, you know, I've done such a good job today. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take that. I'm going to get that one dessert. It's not a big deal. I'm going to do it. And then it turns into another one and then another one. And now you've kind of fallen back into old habits. But when that happens, who gets affected? Just you. Nobody else. And that's why I think sometimes these withdrawal types of promises for Lent or whatever term you want to use tends to fail because you have one person that it's affecting. But Think about the good things that you could do. The good thing that you could add for the Lent season. Even if you're not Christian, let's, you know, let's, let's, I I mean, let's be honest. I grew up with people who were not Christian or not practicing Christians, but they still did the whole Lent thing because it was, it was kind of the thing everybody did. So even if you're not Christian, but let's talk about it. What is the one thing that you can add to your life to be better? What's the one good thing you can do to make life better? And when you do that, who is it affecting? Well, now it's probably not just affecting you. You're probably doing something good for somebody else, right? When you say, hey, I'm going to tell my spouse I love them every day more. That affects you, but it also affects your spouse in a positive way. If you say, hey, I'm going to be more present with my kids. It doesn't just affect you, it affects your kids. Even if you pick something that's maybe an individual choice, maybe you say, hey, you know what, I'm going to exercise more every day, or I'm going to um, do something else for my health. Well, that is an individual choice, but research and science shows the more healthy you are, the happier you are, which of course then bleeds over to other people. So now you may say, well, Dr. Toffel, taking candy or whatever out of my diet is the same thing as adding something. So that's the same concept. And yes, you may be right saying that. But I think when you make a change on purpose, having a positive outlook on it, saying I'm adding something positive to my life is such a stronger sense of thought and feeling than saying, hey, I'm taking a negative thing away. Because when you deprive yourself of something, it really doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel good. And your brain and your body have a hard time responding to that and saying, hey, I'm really glad I'm doing this. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. If you're somebody who deals with really bad addictions and you're like, I need to make this change for certain reasons. Yeah, absolutely. 
do that. But we're talking about Lent, and we're talking about how a lot of times in Lent we do we make these little small choices, like I'm not going to eat a chocolate bar every single day or something like that, right? Well, instead of doing something like that, find something even small that you can actually say, I'm going to do this positive thing instead of something negative, because the concept of adding a positive to your life, your brain, just it interprets it so much differently. And you get such a more positive dopamine response from your brain and, you know, all the little happy chemicals or whatever you want to call them get released. And it's just a lot easier to keep doing it afterwards. So again, even if you aren't Christian or if you are Christian, but don't typically practice it, think of something you can add to your daily life for Lent. Now, if you want to go through the whole taking something away, go for it. But I challenge you to think of something to add instead and stick with it. Write it down. Heck, you can do it with your family. Say, hey, everybody, we're going to sit down, we're going to talk about Lent. And a lot of times people say they're going to take something away, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to add something. We're going to add something as a family, maybe. Or each one of us is going to go around and pick something to add. And then you hold each other accountable for it. And you give each other praise for it when they do a good job adding that thing, you know? Because the purpose of adding is so much more positive with family than taking away. I mean, let's be honest. How many of you guys out there have tried to punish your kids by taking something away, like a tablet or their switch or their cell phone. And how many times has that worked? Probably not very often. And we know that. We know negative reinforcement doesn't always work as well as we think it should compared to positive reinforcement. Um, So why don't we do that more often when it comes to these things? So I challenge you over this week, I mean, because it's Friday now that the show's coming out, so you missed a couple days of Lent, but there are 40, so you got some time. Think of that one thing you're going to add. Discuss it with your spouse. Discuss it with your kids. And do it. Practice it. Write it down. Put it up on a piece of paper on the on the fridge. Do something like that. And make a point of it every day to do that with your family. And see about the positive changes it brings to you. Okay? All right, that's what I got for you guys this week. Um, I hope it resonates with you. If it does or if it doesn't, you can send me an email at imperfect.md at gmail.com or go to the website at www.imperfect.md.com and you can send me a message there. Otherwise, I hope you guys are staying healthy and safe. Um, I'm happy to see COVID numbers are going down finally, so that's obviously a breath of fresh air for most of us. And I hope your family's staying well too. Remember to subscribe, leave a review, share this with a friend, and we'll see you next time. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, is a pediatrician father and husband the information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only